everybody, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Coming to you on a Saturday afternoon here in Fort Wayne and in the East. If you're on the West Coast, it's still the morning, Saturday morning. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm David Huff, your host. Right there is the CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Israel Rivera. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I should be joined by the co-host, Mr. CJ Hopkins, here momentarily. Uh, but today we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference playoffs round number one. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do the Western Conference as Matthew James, our resident Phoenix Suns fan, uh, should be joining us for the show for that. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, let's talk Eastern Conference. Let's talk a little playing. Uh, let's talk a little last night, Bulls, uh, Heat. Um, what were your analysis of the game that we saw last night before we get into it? <laughs> uh, well, last night, you know, um, let me say, I mean, Billy Donovan, you know, once he took out Andre Drummond, it was uh, kind of downhill from there. I mean, uh, he he was the he gave him that spark, he gave him that down the post in the post presence in the paint presence um, that Nikola Vucevic wasn't giving them um, I, I, in the game. I, I, I think the bull. I think they should have put both of those guys on the court at the same time and just yeah, over over overpowered the Miami Heat with size. Seventeen rebounds. For Bam Adebayo, 17. I don't understand that when you have two seven-footers. Just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Billy Donovan may have coached his last game as a Chicago Bulls head coach yesterday. They gave him all but they extended him, though. I, 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 I know, I know, but that was just such a poor coaching job. I just can't imagine how you keep your job after that. Like, you, you pull Kobe White, who's one of the few guys that was dealing on offense. You pull he him out dealing. of the game. Like he was playing well, and you take him out of the game, you take Drummond out of the game. Um, I, I just I don't understand that the, the coaching decisions to what they did down the stretch there. Another um, thing is another thing, David is uh, you know Zach Levine reverted back to the hero ball, jacking up shots early in the shot clock, not running plays, playing iso ball, and you're not gonna beat the. I mean, it was a two, it was a one. They had a one point lead with two minutes left. And they, and, 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 they, and they never scored again. They didn't. Score. They never they scored again. They, in two they, minutes. They, they, they didn't. They didn't. They, did, they did not hit another basket for the rest of the game. Like that I, was just, adjustments to be you know, coaching. Uh, I, I, Billy Donovan. If I, okay. I would be shocked if he's if he's still there next. Season. My thing is this. My thing is this. Okay. Even if AK hit the the button and said, "Hey, Billy, we don't want to win this game. We want to." Getting a lot, you don't have a lottery pick. But it doesn't make it's any sense. It's going to Orlando. It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know like, that's what I'm saying. So why the freak would you like? Why would you take guys out that are doing, like that are helping you win the basketball game? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any I, I, sense to me. I, I don't. I don't get it. That, that decision because unless you end up in the top four, you're going to lose that draft pick. It made more sense to make the playoffs and to see what happens. Right. I, and. I, and my thing is, my thing is, David, it's like you don't have a lottery pick. So it's like if you, even if you try to remotely tank, you don't even have a pick. It's going to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, if they were going to tank, they should have made that decision, you know, three months ago, not opposed to like in the second, in the second, like the last three minutes of the play in. <laughs> like, it was frustrating. None to say, none at least. It was frustrating. Uh, moving on from this, let's talk about the first round of the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about the, uh, 
the lower bra- or the higher one seed Milwaukee Bucks going up against the eighth seed Miami Heat. Uh, Heat Bucks uh, actually split the season series two games apiece. Uh, they also split their playoff series in 2020 and 2021 uh, as the team they basically went on to represent the Eastern Conference. Uh, so whoever has won at least when these two teams have played, has gone on to represent the Eastern Conference in the finals. Uh, their two best players, Giannis Antetokounmpo, there's the stat line, Jimmy Butler there as well. So who wins the series, and who do you think is the X factors on both sides of this team, on both sides, <laughs> Milwaukee and Miami? Well, the Bucks should win this series. Okay, size does matter, I, I say that. Down in the post, you got Brooke Lopez, you got Bobby P coming off the bench. They just They got Giannis. But both and... those both those guys going for awards. Uh, uh, Bobby Portis going up for Sixth Man of the Year, and Brooke Lopez is up for DPOI. So, so Bam Adebayo is going to be highly frustrated in this matchup, and it's not going seven games. I say the Heat may win one valiant effort of a game at home. Um, obviously, X Factor. Um, I think well, Jimmy Jimmy might I, get I, his, I, but I'd say I, it might be Tyler Hero. Or, or what about the health of Chris Middleton being a, sort of an X factor here? That's, that's um, true. I mean, he's a guy who's been true. banged up for a lot of this season, missed, you know, a majority of the regular season. So, like, what is his rhythm like? You know, even though he's one of those guys, like, I think he can get going no matter what. Um, I think he's one of those X factors, like Chris Middleton's health. Because you remember last season, Milwaukee, that's basically what derailed their playoff chances last season. Uh, they're obviously not going up against a team as good as Boston uh, with this Miami Heat team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but Chris Middleton's health could be amazing. in the playoffs. No, you're right. Because I mean, in the playoffs, we've seen Milwaukee is that when you turn Giannis into a jump shooter, this team isn't as effective as they are. And so who they look to and for crunch for in crunch situations and for clutch baskets, is Chris Middleton who gets it done for them. But I think this year, Drew Holiday has stepped up enough to where I think, if Chris Middleton's kind of getting into his rhythm, I think Drew Holiday can kind of, um, you know, transition, you know, them. I think they're good enough with a, a kind of ginger Trish, Chris Middleton to beat this Miami Heat team. I don't expect Mike Struess to do what he did against against the Bucks, like he did against the Bulls. So I don't expect that. We scored for thirty one points, and also <laughs> another thing is the health of Kyle Lowry, uh, a guy who got a player that got banged up last night, uh, didn't even finish the game. So what is what is what is Kyle Lowry's status going to be for like for this series against the Milwaukee Bucks? Right, that's true. No, that that is true. He 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 does give them a big. Um, he does give them a big addition off the bench. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, he's got a lot of playoff experience. He's a, he's a, he's been a starter pretty much most of his career. Um, this is kind of a new role for him coming off the bench, but I think it's a good role for him, right? Cause he can yeah. actually, he can actually expose like the second units point guard or the other guard matchup. And I think at his, this point in his career, I think that six man role for him suits him very well. We saw Kevin uh, Love sighting yesterday, um, and he made a couple good uh, plays early on in the game against the Bulls. We'll see, you know, how he does coming off the bench against Milwaukee. They're definitely going to need his shooting, um, his stretch for ability. Well, I mean, if anything, his playmaking ability. If, if, passing. If, any, if anything, it'll just clear, get that paint a little more open mm-hmm. for players like Jimmy Butler, who's more of a slasher, um, at, you know, who's not really the greatest three point shooter ever. Um, but just if you can clear out, make some space in the interior. Um, bring out a Brook Lopez out into the paint a little bit. If you can bring a guy like Giannis out of that paint a little bit um, and force them to kind of respect that shot for 
uh, you know, Kevin Love. Um, the other thing is, you know, the Jimmy Butler factor, like Walkie has a ton of bodies that they can put at him, Jimmy Butler, and all of them kind of give a different element. So you got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, uh, Pat Connaughton, Jay Crowder, Wesley Matthews, Wes Matthews. Javon Carter. Mm-hmm. Like they have all of these bodies that they can use to guard Jimmy Butler. Because if, if Jimmy Butler, if they can limit Jimmy Butler, he's the only player on the Miami Heat. No offense to Bam on a bio, but he's the only guy that scares me. If I'm go, if I'm game planning for Miami, the only name I'm circling is Jimmy Butler. I don't, I don't care if Bam Adebayo goes off. I don't care if Max Struess goes off for 30 points. Tyler Hero. Jim, Jimmy Butler is the engine that makes this go. So if you can limit Jimmy Butler and you can you can pester Jimmy Butler because sometimes he checks out. If you if he, he doesn't shooting it well, if he's not playing well, he will check out and the team feeds off of Jimmy Butler's energy. And if you can shut down Jimmy Butler and you can turn down Jimmy Butler, the team will fall apart. Well, I like what you said about Kevin Love <clears throat> pulling some of those guys out the out the paint because a, a lot of this this year we've seen Jimmy a lot more in the post. Yeah, um, playing out the I post. Mean, I mean, he's been playing so, a lot of the four, so he's their starting power forward, which is you know why the. <laughs> I mean, this Miami Heat is, team is is they lack size. I mean, let's let's just put it like it is. I mean, we saw we saw what happened to OKC yesterday, and they're playing their eight seed matchup against Minnesota. It's just you know sometimes I mean if you don't got that size down there, man. I mean, the offensive rebounds kill you, man, and the second chance points kill you. So um, yeah, I, I think I think Milwaukee. Like, who wins this series? Milwaukee in five. I'm taking Milwaukee in a sweep. Uh, I do not not think, even though, you know, Jimmy Butler is one of those, you know, playoff Jimmy, all that noise, but I I do not think they get a game. I think Milwaukee is battle-tested. They're ready to go make a run run in the the Larry O'Brien trophy. Um, Milwaukee does not give them any life. They they put this team down. I think Jimmy has one, I think Jimmy has one, like, virtuoso type of performance in Miami. He scores like 35 plus points. (laughs) Virtuoso, yeah. I, just, I, throw, I just throw that word out a lot, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Jimmy does have one of those good, like, crazy good games uh, where he scores, like, 35 points or so, and he kind of lifts Miami, um, you know, with the home crowd. I think he, I think they still – I think they win one at home, but that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not predicting them to take a game. I think they get swept uh, Milwaukee in four. Uh, to the other side, uh, so we got the number two seed Boston Celtics going up against the kind of surprising Atlanta Hawks uh, as they beat the Miami Heat to secure that level seven seed. Uh, the Celtics swept the season series against Atlanta. Uh, none of those games were reasonably all that close. Uh, Tatum, 30 points per game. Young, 26 points per game. So who wins this series uh, going up against the reigning Eastern Conference champions <laughs> going up against the Atlanta Hawks? This one, uh, you know what? This, You know, the Atlanta Hawks, I will say this. Even though they're a two seed, I know they're going against a, a really good team in the Boston Celtics. Look, I, I mean, I picked them to make it to the finals. So I, I'm going to stick to that pick. I know I I know I flip flopped a little bit um, probably last month or so, but I'm actually gonna stick to my original pick and say the Boston Celtics gonna get it done and get back to the finals. But anyways, um, it, I think the Atlanta Hawks they 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 increased their level of of play in the playoffs. In my opinion, I mean, the two years ago we saw this team make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I don't think they had any. I don't think they had any business being in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they level they elevated their level of play with Trey Young. Now you add a Dejounte Murray. Um, I mean, you you got the size. You got three big guys down there. You got uh, Okongwu. You got Collins. You got Capella down there. Should give Boston some 
issues down there in the in the paint a little bit. But the two X factors, I mean, that Boston Boston has the two best players on the court, and that's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think when you talk about superstars, you know, win basketball games in the playoffs, you know, Boston has the two superstars or one superstar and one budding superstar or Batman or Robin to his Batman um, and Jalen Brown. I think that the Boston Celtics just have more talent than the Atlanta Hawks and they play gritty defense. Marcus I mean, yeah. Smart is going to uh, give mean, Trey I Young mean, this, Boston, this Boston Celtics team might be one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have Peyton Pritchard Malcolm and Sam Brogdon. Hauser. Sam Hauser <laughs> basically barely never play. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, shout out to him, a nominee for the Sixth Man of the Year award. Um, but it, as saying that, Atlanta is pretty deep, too. I mean, yes. you have they have a second unit. of uh, Jalen Johnson's rounded out into a nice NBA player. Uh, Sneak Bay was a sneaky good ad at the trade deadline. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a straight-up knockdown shooter. And Omeka Okongwu is a really good big who's kind of, you know, playing more minutes and being more effective. As he he's stepped it up minutes. the last couple months of the season. Too as well. Yeah, His play yeah. has been really great the last couple months. And so Atlanta has some depth that they can kind of throw more a bunch of bodies. And DeAndre Hunter, a uh, good defender. Sadiq Bay, a good defender. AJ Griffin's a rookie, but he's a good. You know, uh, people thought he'd be a better three point shooter at the next level. He hasn't really developed that so far, um, but he's also very young. But they have some bodies that they could use to guard uh, Jason Tatum. You know, Jalen Brown. Um, but I think it comes down to. Who do you think is going to be the primary defender on Trey Young for a majority of the game? Do you think it'll be a Marcus Smart? Or do you think they'll use more of a committee style? Um, I think they'll be- use a lot of Marcus Smart because one thing about Trey Young is, I mean, he does struggle against physical guards, guys that get in him, guys that get in his chest, guys that don't let him just get 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 on him, you know, on a screen on on, on a pick and roll. Guys that get over on the screens. I mean, you know, anything that's physical with Trey Young, he has problems with. Um, so I think Marcus Smart will be the majority on Trey Young. But you also got to understand, I mean, you got to account for DeJounte Murray. And, I mean, I think with, with DeJounte Murray, it would be, you know, Jason Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, whoever. Just pick pick who is going to guard DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. Uh, but, because, yeah, Trey Young, Trey Young is the guy that – I think Trey Young's kind of the Steph Curry of you know the Eastern Conference. The Eastern like, Conference. But yeah. like he basically like if he gets hot and starts hitting some shots, like the team feeds off of his it energy. It's like the same thing crazy. with Steph Curry. Like when he starts making some shots, that elevates the players around him. Like, you know, the Draymond Greens all of a sudden start to play better. I mean, you look at the Hawks, all of a sudden John Collins is hitting shots, all of a sudden DeAndre Hutton's hitting shots. Like the atmosphere of that team is good when Trey Young is making baskets. Absolutely. He's just, he's just an elevator, um, which is why he's such a good basketball player in the first place. I mean, Trey Young is has been really good since he's gotten in the NBA, basically. You got to make sure that you don't let him have those easy looks. Now, if he's making three-pointers from the logo yeah. or those deep threes, there's nothing you could do about that. I mean, honestly, there's nothing you could do about that. That's basically you're playing good defense. I mean, that's the – that's a bad shot for most players in the NBA, but that's a good it, shot it, for him. It, it, it's a bad shot for every player in the NBA. <laughs> just, just, just because it goes in doesn't make it at all. Man, that's one of the things that like drives me crazy at the rack, dude. I'm like, you got people that pull up from like literally the logo, like half court. Like, man, the, the, even if that shot goes in, that's not a good decision. Like, like, <laughs> 
Because you're just, just, I mean, you're just asking for a long rebound. Like, you literally just check it up. Out. Like, you're not running off as you're not running anything. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to shoot this because I can. Oh, like, my no. gosh. Yeah, it does kill me, too. But, I mean, Steph Curry and Trey Young can't make those shots. So you do have to be wary. I mean, when, if he extends it, if he extends his dribble out to the, the you know, way beyond the arc, I mean, and he pulls up and he makes it. I mean, kudos to him. But I, I honestly believe that uh, that Marcus Smart will do a hell of a job on Trey Young, and I think they'll put a little bit of Jalen. I think they'll put a little bit of Jalen Brown on him as well. If if things get a little, you know, if Marcus Smart kind of gets in a little bit of foul trouble, which he sometimes tends to get into because he's a physical guard, he likes to get into guys. I think Jalen Brown will be on him a little bit too as well. Because outside of Trey Young, I know you got Dejounte Murray that can create his own shot. DeAndre Hunter's not a guy that can really create his own shot in a way. No. And uh, John Collins is not a guy that can be like the, 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 oh, there's only two guys, three guys, really, in my opinion, on the Hawks that could create their own shot. That's Trey Young, that's uh, DeJounte Murray, and that's Bogdan Bogdanovich coming off the bench. Yeah, how concerned are you about the big like depth at the big man position for the Boston Celtics? Maybe not so much in this series, but just moving forward into no. other series. I mean, because Al Horford and Robert Williams only played 35 games this entire season, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably why it's because you know you want them for this time of year. I mean, the regular season is really not that important for a team like the Boston Celtics, who are going to be a playoff team basically from the get-go. Um, but you have Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Blake Griffin as your only really good bigs. Like in this series, you're going to play against a Clint Capella, an Equo Kongwu, who can get those guys in foul trouble and can you can score a little bit. You know, they will like, get those guys in foul trouble. They will get some of those guys in foul trouble. Um, this is why I kind of like when they had um, uh, who, who's the who's the young guy who's the guy that played on the board. I forget his guy. Uh, name. Da- Daniel um, Tice. Daniel Tice. This is when I like this. This is where I like Daniel Tice. Like you know. Uh, to be on their team, he gave him that length. He even he was a stretch five as well. Uh, he and he could have gave Atlanta some problems. I mean, Al Horford's getting up there in age. Blake Griffin's kind of a shell of himself, and uh, Robert Williams is you know like you said, he's only played a, a, a like a quarter of the season, and he's had his injury issues as well. Um, so yeah, this the, the the front court of Atlanta that that's where they have an advantage over Boston. But everything else, I think Boston has an advantage over them. I, the, the wings, definitely Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the depth with um, uh, White and Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart playing defense. Uh, you know, I, I just think I just think Boston Celtics have have it on the other three positions. In my I opinion, agree, I agree. The other than you know, Trey Young's I'll, I'll better than their all their point guards, but. You know, when when it comes down to it, I think the 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 trio of like White, Brogdon, and Smart, I think, supersede one Trey Young in my opinion. So, if you got a prediction, how do you think this series is going to go? Prediction, man, I think Atlanta steals this game tonight. I think they steal one tonight. Um, but I am going to say this going this going to go six games. Six games. Boston wins the series. I'm gonna agree with you. I think Boston. I don't think they win tonight. I think I think Atlanta loses tonight. I think Boston gets tonight. Um, I think this series goes six games. Uh, I just think that Trey Young will will this team to a couple victories here and there. Uh, but I think Boston overwhelmingly has too much talent, too much just too much depth. Uh, and Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum's a matchup problem. Like you know, I know we have you know C D Bay and DeAndre Hunter, but Jason Tatum's gonna get his. <laughs> They, they they don't the Atlanta Hawks are are so average they're just so 50 50 50 I mean they 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 have like uh uh, uh um what are they the the same win loss record at home and on the road 
So it's just like they, they're just an average. They're an average ball club. I just honestly think that you're right. Jalen, J- Jason Tatum is going to just put a stand. No DeAndre Hunter or nobody can guard that guy. That's that that's, that's nobody can guard that guy. And if Jason Tatum's having a bad night, up oh, get a ball to Jalen Brown because he'll have a good night. So uh, to the other to the probably the at least one of these is more competitive matchups. Um, oh, we got TJ. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Welcome, well, oh my Welcome to the show, TJ. Welcome, my co-host, TJ Hawkins. Uh, you want to give your two cents real quick on the first two series, and then we'll jump into. Yeah, um, go back. Uh, uh, okay, this. Yeah, my two cents, real quick. Milwaukee sweeping Miami. Yeah, told you. <laughs> my, I agree with you. My, Milwaukee sweeping Miami, and Atlanta would be lucky to get one off Boston. I think. I think because these, um, I think because these two seeds have been sitting for so long, and waiting to find out who they're playing, you know, like they might have a little rust, just a little bit, and you know, and I think this is more susceptible to their having a bad shooting game than Milwaukee is. I like Boston can, Jason Tatum's good for a three for fifteen, three for seventeen game. And I think Atlanta can take advantage of that just one time. But, yeah, give me Milwaukee in four, Boston in five. To the other side of the bracket, or uh, whatever, whatever the math is, uh, East, we got the three-seed Philadelphia 76ers going up against the six-seed, surprising six-seed Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Philadelphia swept the season series. Uh, Joel Embiid, best player for the Philadelphia 76ers, probably will be the next MVP. Uh, 33 points per game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and Mikel Bridges, 26 points per game. Who wins this series, gentlemen? Philly and Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> really? Philly wins this. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not going to be a Nets How are the Nets going to guard Joel Embiid? Let's, let's just get the elephant out of the way. See, how, that's the how, thing. That's the how, thing. How, that's the how thing. are they going to do it? That's the thing. That's the thing. You don't. Right, you Jordan, you Jordan rule him. Yeah, right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta come into this, and especially this matchup, you gotta come into this matchup like, hey, we have, we don't have a soul that can even dream about slowing down to LB. If they had a dream, they had, they, if they had a dream, they slowed him down. They better wake up and apologize to that man. So this is what they gonna do. Joel, you get yours. You get yours. I'm gonna let you get yours. If you drop, you drop fifty. God damn it, you drop fifty. Ain't nothing I can do about that. But James Harden, I'm gonna make your life hell. Tobias Harris, I'm gonna make your life hell. Maxi, I'm gonna make your life hell. Uh, what's his name? PJ Tucker. You just out there getting cardio ninety percent of the time, any goddamn way. So if you lose a game with, if you lose a game to the Sixers with Joel and B dropping fifty. And PJ Tucker hitting four five threes. Hey, next game. The first time in um, I think NBA history where, or in a long time, I don't know if it's NBA history, but where you have the points per game leader and the and the assist leader in the NBA on the same team with uh, NBA and Harden. I actually think that is the first time this ever happened. Is it the first time in history in the NBA? Yeah, pretty okay. sure. Okay, I think sure. Um, yeah, I think this one will be a sweep. I picked uh, Atlanta. TJ, if you didn't hear, I picked Atlanta and six. I picked um, Boston and six with Atlanta. I gave them two games. Courteous, man. And then uh, <laughs> I gave, I gave, I gave Miami. I gave Miami one game at home. But this one is a sweep. 
I, um, I, I, I had the Bucks sweeping. I had uh, I had the Boston six as well. This um, one is a sweep, and and I'm gonna say this right now. Since the trade, can you tell me what the Brooklyn Nets record was is since that since that trade? Because they were already the six seed. Uh, thirteen. They were already the six They average as hell, right? It's um, thir- so they They're like the thirteen ship. and fifteen. 13 yeah, and 15. They, the 13 and 15 after the trade deadline. They, they rolled the ship. Seed. They just rolled the ship into the sixth seed. So the guys before them got them there, and they just kind of rolled the ship a little bit there. I don't see this team as young. <laughs> they don't really have a superstar. Philly has two superstars winning the playoffs. Give me Philly for the sweep. So Brooklyn Nets, uh, so prior to the Kevin Durant trade, they shot it at basically 38% from the three-point line. After the Kevin Durant trade, they shot it 44% from the three-point line. In the games where Brooklyn made 15 or more threes, do you know what their record was? I do not know. Nine and one. Oh. So, so if, they oh. Can hit, if they could shoot the basketball and hit threes, they are relatively unbeatable. If they did not hit at least 15 threes, the record is four and 14. So I mean, shoot, you got some of the best. You got, I mean, Cam Johnson's one of the best spot up shooters in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mikel Bridges really Mikel elevated Bridges. his game as he became the guy. I mean, uh, Spencer Jimmy, really Seth Curry, Joe Harris. I mean, those guys are all guys who can fill it. Cam really Thomas, who's kind of in the in the doghouse right now for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cam <laughs> Thomas is in the doghouse. I mean, he's drop, he, he drops forty point games whenever he wants to. That's because he uh, plays a very inefficient play style of basketball. I heard he's <laughs> difficult to play with. Um, but anyways, but yeah, no, I no, honestly like I'm really in this series. I, I know they're going to lose, but I was just really interested to see like what Mikael Bridge, like how Mikael Bridges like plays in this series. I'm really excited to see him play against the Philadelphia 76 I'm, I'm also interested to see him play as like the alpha guy, right? As the alpha guy. Yeah. In the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I think, but the other concern is for, you know, outside of Joel Embiid, like, if once he's off the floor, like where is the consistent scoring come from when Joel Embiid is not that's on the floor? When for the James Hard- that's when James Harden's supposed to be become James Harden. So when James Harden, so when James Harden and Joel Embiid is on the court, obviously you know you play through him. You play through Joel Embiid until Joel Embiid don't want run the ball. The, run, run the sprockets off of him, as they say. <laughs> Basically, and when Joel Embiid's out. And it's James Harden and like Maxi and Harris or whoever. That's when James Harden has to go back to, okay, I, I have to get out of facilitating mindset. I got to score. Well, I think actually Tyrus Maxey is the one that has to – like when the, when Joel Embiid is not on the floor, I think you'll see Tyrus Maxey will always be on the court. I think he will become yes. the primary scorer, not James Harden. Okay. I think Ty- – I, I and no and no and no, no I mean I agree with both of you guys I think the load has to be shared between both of those guys but I think with us you know watching this game for so long it should be on James Harden right because he did win yeah. an MVP I, I mean he is the guy getting paid 30 million 40 million dollars or whatever should the money be is. on James Harden to score when Embiid is not on the court um, but also it should be shouldered onto Maxi as well because he's super talented. So I think both of those guys will share the responsibilities. 100%. So how do you see this game, this shaking out? I'm actually going to agree with you, Izzy. I think this is going to be a sweep. Uh, I think Philadelphia sweeps Brooklyn. TJ? Uh, I think Brooklyn can get one. 
I think I picked Philly and yeah, Philly and five. Uh, moving over to the other side, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, the four seed, going up against the five seed New York Knicks. The Knicks actually won three of the four games in the regular season. Uh, there's their two best players, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. Uh, Julius Randle, who hasn't played in like three weeks, uh, is expected Andrew. to. Uh, yes, he's expected to be available for this entire series. Um, at least give it a go. Uh, how do you guys see this one shaking out? What do you think the important X factors are? As well, if you're the Knicks, um, you gotta you definitely match. Uh, you got you gotta shoot. You can't have you can't have dry spells. You cannot go four or five minutes in a quarter without scoring the ball, scoring the scoring the ball against this team. And if that does happen, that just shows your that just shows how really inept you are on offense. Because let's not like let's not act like they have these lockdown defenders on on Cleveland, right? Especially in the backcourt, like if Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett. If they don't have a field day against Donovan Mitchell and uh, Darius Garland, if they don't go tit for tat with them, or at least if Mitchell scores thirty five, Jalen Brunson, you got to have at least thirty. Right, like I'm, again, I'm not acting like we're not finna sit here and act like they like they some uh, lockdown defenders, but they can't have dry spells against the Cavs. Brunson's got to match Mitchell's output in his play. I think in this in this series, because um, I don't see Julius. Rand- I mean, he hasn't played in three weeks. He's had that bum ankle injury. I mean, they. I mean, they're even like feeling like he's kind of rushing it back to even play the game one in a way. Um. So I don't know how he's going to be um, in this game. What's going to be the lift on his jump shot? Especially like he's been shooting it pretty okay. He's been shooting it okay from three this year. Um, in my opinion, I, I think this game, this series goes seven games. Um, I just think you're right. They don't, uh, in, on Cleveland, they don't have the defensive guys on, on in the front court, on the back court um, that can, you know, stop a Jalen Brunson, a stop a RJ Barrett if they are kind of getting it going. Uh, stop a Julius Randle when he if he gets it going, you know what I mean. Um, even quick, quickly when the IQ when he comes off the bench, I mean who's 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 gonna probably, match probably his gonna output a, coming off the he's bench? Probably he's probably gonna be win six man of the year, Emmanuel quickly. IQ. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, and and so I mean, you're 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 basically saying, I mean, their best uh, uh, backcourt defender in my opinion is Isaac Okoro, you know, um, and, you know, so. You you gotta rely on, on 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 him to guard you know IQ and that's that's a tough task. So um, I, 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 I also think I also games. think like I also think that like every like we talked about this a little bit when we did the contender strengths and weaknesses right. Like every all of the players that they're gonna be putting at the wing position have you don't know what you're gonna get from those guys from a night in and night out basis. Like, off the bench for Cleveland? Even in the start yeah, Cleveland in the starting line. Isaac Okoro, what are you gonna get from him offensively? You have no idea. What are you Aaron gonna get Garland. off what are you gonna get for off offensively from Karis Levert? You have no idea. What are you gonna get from Osmond on a night to night basis? You have no idea. How how rusty is Danny Green gonna be? You have no idea. Lamar Stevens, you have no idea what you're gonna get from that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about their two lead guards, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. I'm talking about whoever's playing that small forward position. What are you gonna get? From an Isaac Okoro, Karis LeVert, Osmond, ever on a night-to-night basis, you have no idea. You're guessing. Uh, on the flip side of that, which R.J. Barrett is going to show up? 
That's true too. That's true too. I mean, he's like a major step back uh, from last season to this season. But I still think that like their depth, because of like you know Josh Hart has been really solid since he's gotten here. Obi Toppin has quietly had a solid year three or four, whatever year it is. Second half of the seat, yeah. Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. solid. I mean, like Evan Fournier. I mean, he's a guy who could get buckets in a hurry if they decide to play him, which I don't think they will. I mean, Miles uh, Bi- McBride has been a solid rookie. Man, Isaiah Hardenstein off the bench, man. Let's let's talk about how the hustle and heart that he has. Unsung hero. Uh, man, I mean, he I gives mean, a lot of that, teams. That, I mean, that was a, that was a low key, really smart free agent signing this past off season. Like, not for a lot of money, but the guy just gives you heart hustle and muscle. Those guys that Tom Thibodeau loves. Yeah, and I mean, he doesn't even want to score the ball. He just wants to do all. He does all the other little things that win you basketball games. Well, that's why that's why it's not to cut you off, but that's why it's crucial to have guys like that on your team. Like, so like a a perfect example is, and David, you know who? Like, well, y'all both know who this is. Like, when you think back to those Pistons teams in the the, like the late eighties and nineties, when they was going on they runs, like Bill Lambeer. Like Bill Lambeer was like. I'm not going to be the best player on the court night in. I'm never going to be the best player on the court night in and night out. But how can I, what can I do to make my team success? What can I do that's going to make me successful? That's going to make our team successful. It's the dirty stuff. Like, so Isaiah Hardenstein is like, all right, I'm not Mitch Robson. I'm never going to be Mitch Robson. I'm not going to block shots like him. I'm not going to alter shots like him. I'm not even going to grab the rebounds that he grabs, but can I go in uh Can I give them 15, 20 minutes a night, depending on the status of Mitchell Robinson? Yes. Can I grab eight to 10 rebounds? Yes. Can I alter some shots? Can I run Jared Allen up, up and down the court, make him tired? Yes. That's what you do. Find other ways to be effective. Uh, any other important factors you think of this game? Uh, Cavaliers actually had – uh, one of the highest uh, plus or minus in the league. I think they were like the third highest plus or minus uh, point differential. Sorry, uh, I, in the league. I, I think I think what I want to see in this series, I want to see I want to see Evan Mobley take a take a, an, another step. I know this is his first time in the playoffs, and I know um, like he's kind of like back to back seasons kind of been similar. I want to see him take it to another level in the playoffs. He's definitely got the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. I want him to. I want him to be the third best player, you know, on that Cavs. Be that third best option uh, on that Cavs team, you know, scoring the basketball. It's um, kind of designed for him to be to be that. Yeah, yeah I mean, also shout out to him, shout out to him. Nomination for DPOI as well. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's got a shot to win it, but it's nice to get nominated. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, I, I want I want him to take it to another level. I want him to I want him to you know be dominant, well, getting, well, you getting know twelve it. rebounds a game, twenty points a game consistently. You know, three, you know, two, three. But I want him to be dominant at the four or five position whenever he's in the game. I want him to impose his will on those front court guys for the New York Knicks. Uh, but I still think he goes seven. And I'm gonna so, go to I'm gonna go to Cavs in seven. 
I'm also going to take the Cavs in seven as well. Uh, I think, yeah, most of the most of the Eastern Conference, at least for the first round, is going to be mostly chalk. I, I just think that the top four seeds in the, in the East are just better than the bottom four. Outside of the New York Knicks, I think the Knicks have a real shot to win this series. But I just think the Cavs with Mitchell Robin, where with Donovan Mitchell there, I, I think he will – because he's played really well in playoff series. I mean, he's, his numbers in the playoffs are pretty insane. Um so I, I think he continues that in the Cavaliers. Uh, this is probably the best team he's ever played on in the playoffs. This this series and I think Golden State and Sacramento on on the Western Conference is gonna be, are gonna going to be the most exciting series. I'm going Knicks and seven. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think the Knicks and the Cavs home in Cleveland. They ain't got to go far. They don't gotta go that far. They don't gotta go that far. But you know what? If the refs, if the refs give Donovan Mitchell that that superstar treatment, put him on the line, bro, thirty times, bro, bro, in game seven, it might be a wrap. So, hey, hey, real talk, real talk. Like it's like this. This is like one or two. Like it could play out one or two. It could play out that way, like you said. Like it play out that way. But I have a feeling it's literally only gonna play out in Cleveland. He is not gonna get those calls in the Garden. They no will way. riot. Uh, hell no, no way. <laughs> the hell they no. will riot, and also, I, I think the one thing that we got to see Tom Thibodeau blossom into as a coach is, and David, it's like it's it's his biggest pet peeve. Right? It's I understand Julius Randle is quote unquote your guy, but in the fourth quarter in a clutch situation, put the ball in Jalen Brunson's hand and let him make something happen. Yeah. That's all we ask. Well, I mean, Tom Thibodeau's <laughs> always been good about giving whoever his lead guard is the basketball, like mm-hmm. almost to a fault. I mean, you hear DJ Augustine was looking like an all pro at one point. Like, he had DJ Augustine, CJ Watson, Nate, yeah. Rob, uh, yeah, Nate yeah. Robinson, and Aaron Brooks. Looking like all pro, like all yeah. NBA. Yeah, he, he had them dudes looking good, man. But I, I think it's also guys. like we see how he like how what he how he draws up plays out of timeouts, and I also think RJ Barrett. As much as we talk about him taking a step back, I think he's going to be super important in this series. Like he is the I guy also, has to kind of has to get his game right. Like his. Like he needs to step up and be like the, a, a, a shot maker, defender, a three, a legit three and D wing. Only you know. I also superstar. think like. I also think like that's the that's also an underrated factor in this. So it's like, all right, so this is outside of Jalen Brunson, this unit, this is their second time in the playoffs. Right? As it, like all they did was add Jalen Brunson to the unit that lost to Atlanta a couple years ago. I mean, this right? is a Cavs scene that I mean, I, you know, they don't like, even <laughs> like quickly like, like 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 think about it, like Barrett's older, quickly's older. Right, so I mean, you can say that about both sides, though, TJ, because this is a Cavs team. I mean, outside of Donovan Mitchell, I mean, who else? But they, but they, but they didn't make it that year. Like they, they almost did. They almost did. But the the, the, this is a this is a Cavs team has no playoff experience. No playoff experience uh, outside of Donovan Mitchell, obviously. Outside of like bro, like Ricky Rubio, Rubio, maybe. Yeah, Ricky Rubio. I I, I legit. So, so the team that won it in 2016, what? Jetty Osmond's the only one still left. Yeah. Still that there, team? Yeah, I mean, that's why. That's why I never really understood the Kevin Love. Like, why would you waive Kevin Love or buy out Kevin Love when he was like a, an important veteran that you could have 
even if you're not going to play him, I, don't, I never understood why they got rid of it, why why they bought him out. I just doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like even his his veteran leadership and his value of like how to approach playoff series would have been extremely valuable for these young players on this team. Mm-hmm. I, so, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we can say we can say the Knicks the Knicks definitely have more playoff experience across the board because they across like the board from yeah, time to second time. Like, from T and from Tibbs down, like you gotta keep in mind, all like Tibbs was an assistant for like twenty years. I mean, Evan but, Fournier has played in playoff series. Derek, they have Derek Rose still on the roster for what it's worth. Those two guys are just the veteran guys that are in their ear, like telling them, "Hey, okay, they gonna do yeah. this, they gonna do that, they gonna do this." Okay, this is you know calming Jalen Brunson's nerves down. I think I think Derek Rose has been extremely valuable for Emmanuel Quickly. Like, if we were to do a redraft of that draft, Emmanuel Quickly would go before Barrett. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> I mean, Man, you know what? I have to see if it's another year of RJ Barrett being average, in my opinion. Uh, because so, I, I, I but, know what he could oh, they're, they're, they're not, they're not in the same draft. Right, 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 right. But, but, no, but check, but check this out. Like, Steve, so Stephen A. Smith brings this up all the time. The Knicks have to beat the Cavs, they have to because the guy that's the guy that's on the Cavs, Donovan should've Mitchell, should have been a Nick. They you chose. Trade, they, they, they didn't want to trade RJ Barrett away. Like it's it's, it's yeah. two things. You gotta beat them, and if you don't beat them, RJ Barrett gotta at least show his ass. He gotta go crazy because you gotta you have to make you have to make it look like you made the right choice. Like yeah, we lost, but RJ Barrett showed up and showed out. If you lose and RJ Barrett has a bad series, and you could have had Donovan Mitchell, but all you have to do is trade RJ Barrett. Yep, 100%. Not- I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with the Cavs. I've taken them in seven games. Uh, let us know down in the comment section who you think is going to win all of these playoff series. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. Tomorrow we're going to be doing the Western Conference round one. Um, so keep an eye out for that content. I'm David Hoffman right there. It's my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. and the CEO, Mr. Israel Rivera. Uh, gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? Bring the heat, bring the gentlemen. Bring the heat, And game one should be – Playing already. It's yeah, unless, it was, what's the joys of basketball? Let's get after it. You guys all have a good yeah. night. You have a good day. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. And this 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 French vanilla latte is giving me life because I'm I, I haven't been to sleep yet. And <laughs> we get some sleep, man. I'll talk to you later, buddy. No, nah, I'm a, I'm I'm just I'm just crash. I'm gonna just ride it till I crash. <laughs> I feel you, brother. Take it easy, man. See you, man. <laughs>